0: This week's episode is brought to you by Promo Cards. Don't want to release cards in certain sets? Well, with promos, you can release them to the player base without having to take up a space in a main set. Is there a release schedule? No. Promo Cards. It'll come out eventually. it pours here in L.A., and by that I mean traffic is at least an hour and a half going in any direction. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt.
1: I'm trying to figure out the Bermuda Triangle anime so I can do a video on it.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Do tell. Has it come out yet, or... Yes. Oh.
1: So, yeah, now I have to try and come up with a script.
0: I mean, no no pressure? (laughs) It's your idea, etc.? Yeah. Um... I I don't I don't think uh I don't think Richard or uh, any of the other uh you know actually Richard's the only one who, who really like follows up on stuff. I don't think he's going to you know put pressure on you. Anyway, uh today we're we're here talking about um promos in Vanguard because uh sometimes Bushiroad likes to you know give people free cards that go to their events or when you buy a box of Vanguard stuff or when you, like, wasn't there, like, a thing where you could buy, the like, a video game and then it would come with the game or something? Probably. That that had happened in Yu-Gi-Oh! a bunch. Yep. Um, and I wanted... Oh, uh, they're
1: probably for, like, comics or magazines.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, they they uh, they come with manga, so it, it gives you a reason to go to the manga version of Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you see no plastic wrapping on any of the volumes, and then you get sad and you leave and you go to the Starbucks. Yep. R.I.P. Barnes & Noble from the Third Street Promenade. Um, But I kind of wanted to just talk about uh, a little bit about the history of promos, but if we go into literally everything, my head's going to explode. Mostly I just wanted to talk about uh, how Boucherode is doing promos since the V-Series reboot and if that is a good or bad thing for the game. All right, so
2: I think the earliest promos I can remember are the Magic's Gathering book promos. So the Magic's Gathering used to sell these book promos that you can only get by buying a book. And the first one, or one of the early ones they made, was a card called Mana Crypt. Uh-huh. And for a very, it, so there's a zero mana artifact that taps to add two colorless mana to your mana pool. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you flip a coin. If you lose the flip, you take three damage. That's good. Zero mana artifact adds two mana. And it, it, and this was not in any set. D-
0: does the mana come in... Uh, not stood. What's the magic version of stood? Yeah, the thing comes in untapped. Untapped, thank you. You
2: can tap it that turn and start adding mana right away.
0: That would be the equivalent of just, like, if anybody listened to... Uh, a few episodes ago, with Proof's idea for going seconds, with the coin. That's, that's giving you two free coins. Of, I don't know. Platt. Yeah, it's
2: just, it's just absolutely massive, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, this was the only printing of this card. You can only get this, this fucking book promo. Card ended up getting, like, super expensive because you can only get this book promo, right? And then Wizards like, you know, let's not do that again. I bet. I mean. But, Japanese card games, on the other hand, often. Um, tend to go toward these promos that you can only find in weird places. Like, not just tournament promos, but also, like, magazine promos, uh, fucking...
1: Tournament promos. Tournament
2: promos, special event promos, Blu-ray promos. Box
1: topper promos.
0: Yeah, box toppers. I mean, box toppers and, you know, uh, like, local tournament promos aren't really that... Bad, I guess, because in that particular case, you're you're getting a promo for already, you know, playing the game. And right. I, I mean that in a more general sense, not like a sitting down and stand up vanguard. I mean like buying their products or going to their tournaments or that kind of thing.
2: But what if somebody joins the game late and has to go back and find these things?
0: Um, I guess it depends on how quickly how quick the power creep is, and right. if it's a promo yeah. from several years ago i.e., like, the very beginning of the game, there is, a, you know, a promo version of Knight Squire Allen, and I don't mean the one that came in the Aichi Trial deck from the reboot. I mean the one that is a 7k grade 1 that on Vanna Rear you can counterblast 1 and give it plus 1k for the turn. That was well, a promo.
2: It's not just that, right? Like, there are promos, like, in Vanguard that, like, came out, or, like. So So there's a couple of problems I have with how Vanguard promos are done. Mm-hmm. One is that the release we don't like would know when they're showing up ever yeah like we, we see japan get these promos right and we're like oh shit are we ever gonna get this thing like the question is not when we get this it's going to be sweet it's are we even going to get it that's uh, like that... there many promos that came out in japan and like and by the same release schedule we just never got them till years later
0: savage trooper
1: Yes. Where are you? There are some cards that would like define the meta and make some decks that we just never got. Um,
0: like, I Dai- didn't.
2: Go ahead. Are um, when that card came out, Japan has this promo called Go Eagle, which basically, if you break right out you get two, it get two additional crit. And we're like, oh shit, it was four crit, guard break, easy. And, like we just never got that card. Not that the card was good, we just never got it.
0: Was that was that deck like a big deal in Japan though? At, at, have, at its peak,
2: um, people were playing a uh, crazy diamond, oh, or like somebody popular yeah. crazy diamond around that time, but like before that card existed, crazy... and that card came out, and the deck still wasn't doing anything.
0: Crazy diamond was the thing that ran the beginning of the Enigma ride chain, and then a bunch mm-hmm. of grade threes, right? That's from yeah, okay. Just...
2: So, so, like, the deck like wasn't very good; it was just really donkey. You, you just randomly get donked by it, and you're like, okay. But, see, like... I, I, just it, card, our, I just thought of...
0: I just thought of Eddie Murphy's character on Shrek when you said donkey. Not
2: <laughs> like, this deck, like, this deck wasn't very good, and I don't think Go-Go would to, have go, go to changed, but they just, like, print these cards, and we can never see them in the United States. Mm-hmm. Or in the West, rather. So,
1: like... As far as the secondary market, though, because these cards show up in weird places and become hard to find, we also had some staple cards like Flying Librarian that were like 15, 20 bucks before they got reprints. Oh,
0: Flying Librarian. I
1: don't even even remember if Flying Librarian ever got reprinted. I just remember her being super expensive in the deck for a while.
2: I mean, even early in the game, we had cards like Purple Trapezes being very expensive.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was still $20 at the end of g Yeah,
0: Flying Librarian Yeah, never got a uh, reprint. She got three different promo print runs, being promo number three nineteen, three sixty five, 365, and 693 uh, in Japan, and, and 200 in English, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So three different times you could find her in Japan, one time you could find her in English. Um, yeah. One thing that makes the, makes this annoying is trying to find where exactly you would get these promos uh, through the Wikia, because usually if you try and find a card in a set, it'll say what set it came in, and then you can click on that set thing, and then it'll say when that set came out, and blah, 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 blah. If you click on the link for promo cards, it gives you the comprehensive list of every promo card ever printed with no dates for the most part. Occasionally you'll get a, like, 2011 January issue thing, but otherwise nothing. It is just this kind of, like, black hole of history. It is, you know, it's a diary with no date entries. It's just ridiculous. Um, <sighs> flying librarian. Also, it seems like uh, Darker Regulars had a lot of uh, promos that were important to the deck. Um, yeah. And occasionally Boucher will throw English players a bone. Uh, I I am going to refer to a story that I still owe Matt like a beer or something for because back when we were, all three of us were in college, uh, there was a deck that had come out in uh, Japan using Bladewing Sullivan and Bladewing Tybalt as the main grade three and stride. But it also used a card called Were Tiger Jaeger. Uh, Where Tiger Yager was a Grade One promo in Japan only at the time, uh, and the effect was, uh, you, if it's put into your soul by the cost of effect or of your card during your turn, you can counterblast one to draw a card. In the soul, if your darkness is activated, meaning if a card has been put into soul this turn, you can counterblast one and discard a card. If the number of cards in your soul is six or more, you soul charge. Then if it's ten, you can put it into your hand. And then if it's in your hand, uh, if you have uh, two or more cards with a darkness ability in your soul, it becomes a stride fodder. This is a lot of effects on one card that for a long time was just a promo, and thank... God, Boucherot decided to print it in uh, Demonic Advent, GBT11. Um, but Matt he, uh, encouraged me to pick up all of the pieces for this deck, Sans Jaeger, before this card was announced to be printed in English. And mm-hmm. for that, thank you, because uh, it's a good deck. <laughs> it was a good yep. deck. Pretty a while. Yeah. <laughs> And it's still, you know, you still use it in premium to an extent, but it was a card that, you know, changed the uh, the tide of everything around it just by itself. Um, and what what uh, prompts Bouchero to put uh, Japanese promo into English?
1: We have no idea.
0: That is one of the great mysteries of life. <laughs>
1: I mean, isn't that part of the core problem with their promo philosophy is we have no idea whatever gets released, and half the time we only ever get promos if they get a main set reprint. Like, like on some baseline, we have an idea that certain promos will be available as like monthly prize rewards for shop tournaments and participation rewards for going to their major regionals and all that stuff, but all of the random, like, magazine promos and event promos, we have no idea when the hell they'll ever come out, if they come out. Mm. Like, in English, we had an entire set that was just, like, key reprints and a bunch of random-ass promos that we never got that don't matter to anyone.
0: Revival Collection,
1: right? Yes. And we're getting another one of those soon, but I guess it's kind of telling about their philosophy that we needed an entire auxiliary set just to dump these old crap cards that we never got.
2: I've played a lot of different games at different stages that have, like, annoying promos and hate it every time. So I'm really hesitant to play Japanese card games for that reason. Like, especially when you're playing in a different country. Like, if I'm playing a game that's not supported in the U.S., then promos are a huge deal all of a sudden. Because, like a good example was Cross. like, some of my friends got into it, and I suddenly need all these promos from Japan. And I'm like, well, fuck this. This is, like, too much work now. Like, how much was getting just a bunch of Japanese promos, like, while in the United States? So, like, it, I think it actively hurts the game as well, like, from that perspective.
0: I mean, y- y- another good example of this is, uh, so, th- this is from yu oh There was a, uh, a tournament, uh, championship series promo. Um, Minerva the Exalted Lightsworn which uh, basically it kind of made the deck go around and you could only win it by winning this event and they would give it to you which meant that Lightsworn if you wanted the deck to be good was kind of you know prohibitively out of reach unless you were some kind of uh, eccentric millionaire or something who was super into UDO. I'm not sure how that happens it doesn't. So basically
1: you have to be Seto Kaiba to have this card
2: it was only like two grand or three grand at
0: its peak it's fine <laughs> eventually they did reprint it in uh you know other sets that was two years later um mm-hmm. but still yeah. it, it's for lights
1: weren't still relevant they when they did that
0: i don't know um i would recommend going and watching youtube youtuber uh UD tubers is that what they're called
1: yes i yes. think so
0: yeah UDTubers. The, they'll you know they'll uh They'll 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 tell you because uh, I don't really keep a big eye on Yu-Gi-Oh! Occasionally, I'll come in and check on it, and then it's stuff like that that sends me to nope, I'm out.
2: Um, so Let me think about different card games and different promos that have annoyed the piss out of me, maybe not want to play the game. Uh, Pokemon, many many years ago, there's a Team Galactic Crobat that was kind of hard to get. Uh-huh. Uh, it was basically like on play. It was a basic Crobat that on place put a damage counter on one of your opponent's Pokemon. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, let's see, what else? Like I said, we cross promos for green cards. Ooh. This one didn't make me want to quit, but made me very frustrated. As long as the same beta, what we're talking about, Nexus of Fate for Magic the Gathering. <laughs> where Wizards, in their infinite wisdom, decided to make a buy-a-box promo that you could not get in the set. The first one was pretty pretty bad. Probably weren't going to play it, right? The second one was really absurd. Go on. You can only get by buying a box, pre-ordering a box specifically. That's actively very good.
0: So you had to... You had to pre-order it. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Huh.
2: It was a buy a box promo with uh, Guild of Ravnica. Or not Guild of Ravnica, the one before that, M19.
1: So that card was basically pay to win. Which... Card games technically kind of are, but like to a higher, more tangible degree beyond just buying a good deck.
2: Right. So it was like the first one in Dominaria was kind of shit, so I was like, whatever. But this one, everyone was like, why? It's an instance being taken extra turn after this one. Well, shit. Just like, please. So like, that kind of already drove everyone mad. And I was like, this is the exact problem I have with like other games when they do this shit. Like, they just make promos, like, impossible to get. It's, like, really frustrating. It makes it, like, especially when they put them, like, DVDs or, like, Blu-rays or comic books or whatever. It's, like, really frustrating.
0: Especially in something like that, because you'll have people going into bookstores just ripping open the plastic, taking the promo, and leaving. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So now you have to, like, guard them in your bookstores or, like, not give a shit. Mm -hmm. And, like... For Weiss Schwartz was like a particularly bad one because they'll like put promos in, like they'll put promos on Blu-rays so and they get a random promo. Ugh. So promos good. So there's like forty dollar cards that are like not very like they're just like kind of medium just because they're like Blu-ray promos.
0: I feel like there should be more ways to get promos aside from just like TCG player, which you know that that's not. You know, Boucher Road sponsored. It's just people putting cards up for sale. So it is unfortunately kind of a slave to the secondary market, Um, which is why you get wacky shit like, oh my god, someone bought out all the thing, and then someone put up a ridiculous, like, $20, you know, Bowmane, and then someone bought it, so that's the price of Bowmane now.
1: Yeah, it's just... I get... I mean, I guess they have announced, like, a second revival collection. I don't know if this one is going to be international or just English-only again for, like, key cards, but I guess that might just be their new philosophy for releasing promos, is just these v- revival collections every now and then. That's not the worst
0: thing ever. Um, it's still—it's something, you know? we are yeah. It's English-only, and we get it in April. Okay, cool. Um. So— it, it it's coming with you know, D's and all of the Xeroth dragons, so cool, that's nice. Um but the way it's working is uh all cleansed at one G unit, one G Guardian, and one, you know, stride fodder. Or it says grade one stride support, which I assume means stride fodder. Yes, it does. Okay, so um like that's cool and everything, but there are some clans, I literally cannot think what you would print in these. Um <laughs> like Great Nature still doesn't have a reprint of Crayon Tiger, which is a goddamn staple in premium. And this is, you know, this set is for premium. It, you know, strides, geese, etc. And and yet it's like, it's, you know, it's the the right idea, but the, you know, kind of flattened, uh, you know, fell on their face a little bit. How unfortunate. Um... Right. All right, so... Now I guess that brings us to today, because the, you know, everything from before V-Series is kind of a gargle mesh of history and things like that. And what Bouchard seems to be doing in, you know, post-reboot is they're making these promos that are pretty fucking good. Um... That, and look no further for that than c- control F. Sunlight. Sunlight Gardens Guide. So uh it's a grade two for Neonectar. On Vanner Rear when placed, call up to the same number of plant tokens as the number of plant tokens on your R to open R. So just double the number of plant tokens you have. Um it's free. And this is basically what is making Neonectar a top tier threat. Um, Mm -hmm. in Japan, and we're getting it in English rather quickly. I can't remember what it is we're getting it for. I think it's tournament entry? Tournament
2: entry for a um,
0: regional? I think so, yeah. Uh,
2: God forbid there's no regional in your area.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, or maybe you you just really want to...
2: Or even worse, that time, like, the first regional they're giving out versus any of the other ones. (laughs) <laughs> You're just like, well, got to pay out the ass for this. What do you mean? Like, it, like the regionals don't all happen at the same time, right? Yeah. So, like, there's going to be some early regionals where people have this card.
0: Oh. And then later you get. Uh-huh. Mm. God forbid.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, I, a lot of the uh, a lot of the promos, um, aside from Sunlight Gardens. Gardens Guide. This is like just its own kind of anomaly. But there are cards that I think just make the deck better without it, you know, breaking it. You have things like <laughs> Samurai Spirit and Stealth Millipede and Savage Trooper, where I fucking want them already. But never, never, never getting them. I thought I I thought we were just never gonna get, uh, you know. Stamp sea otter, and yet we did because uh, I guess they decided to pair it with uh, the answer of truth sneak peek, mm-hmm. which cool. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What if that never happens with everything else?
2: Right, and that and so we're we're just kind of at Busherode's whim, yep.
0: basically. We
2: just Busherode's going to do what we do. And we just have to handle it as it happens, which means like. If you know a deck basically becomes much better with the promo than without, you're like, do I even pick up this deck? Because I don't know when I'm getting this promo.
0: If at all. Yeah. Right. I know exactly what we should do because of this. Start a religion. <laughs> 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 so you, you, you sacrifice your old commons to Boucherode in the in the funeral pyre, maybe a goat or something, and then uh, hopefully the, the, the Boucher, Boucherode gods will smile upon you and give you the promo that you seek. Your stealth millipedes, your savage troopers, your
2: that seems loose. let's not do that. Let's do exactly not that.
0: Sure. Um, another uh, another promo that or form of promo that I think is a good way to go about it is you have these like either alternate art or special versions of cards that already exist in main sets, i.e. Yeah. Midnight Bunny, Dark Shield Mac Lear, Blaster Rapier, etc. That's
2: exactly what they should be. That's exactly what they should be every time just pimped out versions of some rare you have in the other deck
0: yeah so it's just like the card with congratulations hot stamped onto it
2: mhm um,
0: in the case of uh, maclear it was if you were a judge at uh, at a regional it said official judge big fat you know hot stamp badge in the center there um, sure. which you, you know you, you got people who are like i'm looking for maclear uh Promos, because I'm some kind of whore. These are the same people who hunt down numbered uh, Phantom Blaster Dragons. Sure. Which, again, I'm. If anyone watched our AL4 or listened to our AL4 episode, we, you know, I, I approve of this of a special printing of a card that already exists in the set. So you can do a base rarity, or you can like bling out. Ow.
2: But like, you'd if you imagine like it, it, all all of these times in like G era. When instead of printing, like, SP packs or whatever, like, you made the, the double-rare versions or triple-rare versions of the Stridefodders, like, tournament promos. Like, even for, like, like winning or top-aiding or topping locals, like, whatever, right? And in, then instead, you just put those promos that they print in the set. If only. It, it just makes it cleaner.
0: It mm-hmm. does make it cleaner, but I think there is... I'm going to be a little pessimistic here. I think there is some element of Boucherode there were, if you want to get the proverbial butts and seats, you need you, you need uh, you know people coming to your tournament maybe just for this promo that they can't get anywhere else. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if that is necessarily their business model. I hope it isn't, but I would not be surprised if it is.
2: Just like kind of not into promos you have to chase down ever.
0: Me neither. But uh, promos are promos, and I don't know. Some of th- some of them are kind of nice. I like things like Peekaboo and Dreaming Teen mm-hmm. of Comedy, where they didn't really do anything super important. They were tech cards of the best, and you know they're they might be nice to have, but you don't need to like start killing people to find what it is you're looking for in that particular case. Right. I realize that when I talk, I know the gist of what I'm going to say, but I forget what the words are, so there are times where I'll start a sentence, and I know where the end point is, but I forget... You don't really
1: know how to get there?
0: Exactly! And it's... I... It's it's happening right now. It is literally happening right now. Help me. You can't script podcasts unless you're Pod Save America, I guess. I
2: guess another issue... Like, I guess, like... Magic also had this issue with, like, Commander product when they'd print, like, absurd cards in Commander decks, and then the Commander decks would just get sold out everywhere, so they're, like, impossible to find now.
0: Explain to me what Commander is again.
2: Commander is this 100-card singleton format where you have, like, a general or whatever that you can cast at any point. It's it's kind of a – I don't really like it, but a lot of people do, so hey. But uh, there's, like, one Commander set that they printed, like – one of the cards ended up being, like, $60 at one point. Okay. It was just like, what? so yeah so like they printed like these commander sets that just become hard to find and then it's like basically printing extra mythics just outside of real sets but like it was only legal in one format so it wasn't a huge deal
0: that, that is something magic has going for it where you, you have the different formats and uh, like if, if it's too expensive for one you can just play another which in, Vanguard now has Where if, you know, premium, too rich for my blood, play it in standard. Maybe it's cheaper. Like, DIs are super expensive in premium, and they're fine in standard. And by fine, I mean they kind of suck, although that might change with this new set. Next week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What? Subtle. Yes, exactly. Super subtle. By the way, uh, when you say a book promo... Mm-hmm. Did Magic have, like, comic books and stuff like that? But or... oh, they had, like, novels. Oh, oh, cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Imagine if they had promos just in, like, books you get for English class.
2: Oh, my God, please no. <laughs> All, <laughs> right, All right, right if, if, you buy, is.
0: if you buy this copy of the Odyssey, you can get a copy of Black Lotus. <laughs> no, it's in,
2: it's in Stuart Calculus. Why Stuart Calculus? Because it's, like, the math textbook that every college uses.
0: Oh yeah! See,
2: we get a new one to get the promo.
0: I mean, if it would probably stop people from pirating textbooks, or at least the people who play Magic. But I'm
2: saying that it sounds awful. Yeah, it those does. textbooks are literally <laughs> t- way too expensive as it is.
0: Yeah, you're telling this to a creative writing major who like made a point to avoid math classes. So,
1: you know, same.
2: Opposite, or worse, whatever, whatever um, biology textbook people use. I'm sure that book's also expensive. That's true.
0: Or really, any text oh, from no. French history, whatever classes I took, it was ridiculous. <laughs> One's into math, the other's into English. When you get them together, <laughs> hold on to your sides. <laughs> we, we would make a terrible sitcom because it would just be us inside joking with each other. Um, <laughs> Root beer, you drew uh, a panel of uh, the expectations versus reality of uh, trying to cook something yep and I, it, you can check that out on our Twitter at Nexus at Night but also like you put a matism on the person's <laughs> t-shirt and I want to just to you Nexus at Night listeners out there of all of the dumb things we've said or that I've said and the smart things that the other two have said uh, what do you think would make a good like, you know, shirt or hat? Because uh, Beer put medium plus slash minus on that person's uh, shirt, and the whole medium thing has already worked its way into my vocabulary. So I I would wear it.
2: But hasn't worked your way? It worked its way into the vocabulary of people around you. Um, it's like a virus, it needs to spread.
0: <laughs> my sister, it, it, it's caught to my no. sister. Didn't
1: you, know? you say your mom started using it too?
0: Yes, but just the once. I haven't heard her use it since. I oh, okay. think she was trying to like turn a phrase on me because I'd used it earlier it's that day. Easy to, see,
2: to see the usefulness of it, because like there are so many words for things being good and bad, but most things aren't good or bad. They're just mm. kind of there.
1: Yeah, they're just in between.
2: Yeah, and and kind of like words like decent and like okay are kind of all have like their connotation. Like decent mm-hmm. is like good connotation. Okay is like kind of bad connotation, right? Yeah. But, like, like okay sounds like I want to say it's bad, but I'm afraid to.
0: That was okay. Yeah,
2: But medium is just, like, has neither of these connotations, so it actually works incredibly well.
0: You, you know what's another good one that kind of straddles that line is saying sure without, yeah. like, like do you want to come with this? Sure. Us? sure. <laughs> it straddles that line just for, like, there have been so many times, like, I've known you for years at this point, and... The amount of times where you've said sure, I still can't tell! (laughs) (laughs) Happens. (laughs) Which is funny, because the word by itself implies, like, a yes. Sure, yeah, it's happening. Or it's a sure thing, but sure. Yeah, but two yeses make a no, right? (laughs) Yes, yes?
2: Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, fuck, you're right. It it does. Um, So it's like, all right... (laughs) So, so you have to
2: kind of see, like, if there's another yes attached to that, or like implicitly, right? It's, it's like hard to tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah. So that's that was pretty much it on promos. I, I don't necessarily want to sign off yet, so we can just kind of talk about nothing, <laughs> no. if you like. Um, on this episode of Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> it's the show about nothing. How do we know when it's over? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I miss early Fairly Odd Parents. That was a, that was good.
2: I mean, we were just speedrunning this episode, really.
0: Kind of, I, because, okay. again, it, it's it's such a gargle mesh of, you know, history, and not really, like, a good way to research it all. Um, and, unless somebody's been keeping some sort of weird uh, volume of what date exactly and mm-hmm. where all of these promos came from. Um, How have
1: they been releasing promos recently? Have they just been, like, shop tournament stuff, or have they just not...
0: It's all been either shop tournament promo stuff, uh, major road tournaments, or uh, box and or you know sneak peek kit to- toppers. I see. Um, which is all um, you know easy to do, and especially we're you know because we're near the beginning of the reboot, people are buying a lot of packs. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of. Cer- I have like eight stamp sea otters because I'm <laughs> kind of the only guy at my locals who plays Great Nature. So I was literally having them thrown at me. Nice. Um, and the, car, the card is literally the same as its old version. This card cannot be retired by card effects. Which <laughs> used to be quite good what, with the, you know, Great Nature's old strategy of buffing things up and getting, killing them in end phase. But now, it's just kind of, like, what do you use it for? Mm. Anti-Shadow Paladin stuff? That's what I'm using it for, but... Um, it's just kind of a kind of a placeholder Mm -hmm. or attack. I mean, Great Nature didn't have a lot of stuff to really fill out its lineup much anyway, so fine, but um, I don't know. Compare that to something like Savage Trooper, which it's a gray 1 8k gets 5k for every gauge in it. That is really, really, really really good. Um, And it's all the time, so if you have like it's like a good storage unit, I guess, for Detorex's stuff. Or hell, just have a big, fat, you know, 23k beat stick in your front row that is hard to attack over because it's 23k during your opponent's turn, too. Right. Want. Stealth Millipede? Uh, I'm not really you're sure. Never,
2: you're never going to get it, so you might as well just give
0: it up. <laughs> I shed a single tear for my Tachikaze brethren. For a mega colony, there's stealth millipede, grade one, seven k. Uh, if it's in rest, all of your opponent's rear guards in the same column can't stand. And then when it's attacked or the attack it boosted it hits, you can put it into your soul and counter charge. It says this effect is mandatory. I don't know why I said can then. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a good card, and should probably come out already. But we're just kind of sitting here. With our thumbs up, our asses. Same. Wait. <laughs> that was briefly on topic again. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, and now and now I will derail yeah, it again. Like,
2: again, I think the promos, uh, away from like the promos that games make outside of just getting them right, mm-hmm. make me not want to play that game. In general. Just because I can't get the cards I want without, like... Like, some cards are just going to be obnoxious. Or, like, expensive for, like, cards that are, like, necessary, but not, like, absurd. It's, like... Or, like, necessary only because your other cards are bad. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, really frustrating.
0: Congratulations. Um my uh one of, one of my coworkers got fired last week. What why? Uh so I I've talked about this a lot off mic but I I had this uh f- fellow coworker um who was like she she was very lazy. She was good at her job but just you know co- come in late constantly, call out constantly leave early, um, and kind of left me holding the bag a lot, and then, mm-hmm. uh, also, th- th- this is another weird quirk that isn't part of her, you know, how she works or anything, but she would just get references and idioms wrong. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so she would say <laughs> things like, Johnny's here, and hello, Vietnam, and I'm like, you mean, what? good morning, Vietnam, the title of the movie? What um, my favorite thing ever that she ever said was uh, one morning she came in on a particularly chilly uh, morning and as she was taking off her sweater, she said, it's really nipply outside. That's correct,
2: though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
0: I'm like, yep, that's that's objectively better. We're keeping that. But just the, <laughs> but it was kind of the thing where like it, it was 1030 in the morning on a Friday and she gets called in to – uh, one of the higher-ups' offices and I assume is going to get you know yelled at like she does every couple of weeks. And then she left and never returned. And then that happened with one of the receptionists immediately after.
1: Interesting. Well, so, you dodged the review.
0: Yeah, but like, it kind of felt like being like a soldier in World War One and seeing two of your, like, you know... <laughs> I'm sure it that. felt
2: nothing like that. First well, of
0: all, well, just like seeing two of your friends right. picked off by a sniper and you're still alive, oh, <laughs> it's, it's a little alarming. Um, not to uh, see again. I know. I know what I'm supposed to be saying, but I forgot the words for it. Um, mm-hmm. not, it to, definitely sucks, not to not di- to disenfranchise but... the soldiers of World War One, but just.
2: If you lose, get fired all the time, man. Yeah, sucks, but so goes.
0: Yep. And I, I pour one out for uh pour one out for my homies. Um, yep. And I pour one out for the promos that will never get released in English because
2: Savage Trooper, press F to pay
0: respects. <laughs> Where did that meme come from, by the way? I've been trying to figure that out forever.
1: It was from one of the Call of Duty games, so. You're, like, attending your friend's funeral, and then during the cutscene, they just randomly decided, instead of having your character just go through the motions in the cutscene, you had to specifically press the interact key to salute your dead friend, and by default, it is the F key. So, Uh. it became... It was just this really weird, jarring decision where you're in the middle of like this somber funeral scene and all of a sudden the prompt comes on screen. Press F to pay respects.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, bizarre.
0: That's, uh, wow. I kind of want to see what Know Your Meme says about it because it always <laughs> says something funny. Let's see. Uh, Press F to oh. pay respects is an action prompt featured in a QuickTime event from, uh, from the... God, go away... Can, okay, um, from the 2014, blah, 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 uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Upon the release of the game in November 2014, many players of the game mocked the funeral cutscene for its forced uh, elements of interactivity that de- uh, that seemed out of place at a memorial service. <laughs> oh my god, spread. On November 2nd, uh, YouTuber Doku uploaded a video of the Call of Duty sequence uh, titled Press X to Pay Respects, in which the players prompted upon touching the casket, on November 3rd, late night show celebrity Conan O'Brien reviewed the video game on his uh, Clueless Gamer episode and criticized most of the uh, gameplay, including the press X to pay respect scene. On November 4th, Redditor or whoever submitted a post asking why people were mocking the action uh, cue to the Out of the Loop subreddit. On November 10th, YouTuber, whatever, uploaded a montage parody titled Cod Advanced Warfare Intense Respect Play. <laughs> See, Know Your Meme can track the spread of a meme from five years ago at this point. And yet, I can't find out when most of these promos came out in English. (laughs) I'm getting better at uh, trying to, you know, loop back what it was the episode's talking about to what it is we're talking about at any given moment. What was the episode talking about? Promos and how annoying they are while also being kind of a good thing, and I'm not really, like... Where what yeah, where where we stand and yeah. what they actually mean, etc. You
1: yeah. kind of already all said our piece on it, and now we're just yeah. kinda
2: trying to talk not to you about it. promos that you have to get like random like from random fucking places. Thanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could kind of end this anytime we want. It's not like we have to fill time. I I saw yeah. a. a, a a thread on the subreddit asking like what are some good you know things i can listen to about vanguard and then somebody uh give a shout out to us thank you very much whoever nice. you are but the way they uh explained it was they were like they were kind of like a drive time radio show but they kind of curse a lot and talk about nothing sometimes i'm like that mm-hmm. pretty much sums it up yeah
2: i, I no lies detected <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to find it again so I can read it out loud because it's even funnier, like just word for word. Um, uh, gonna I'll, I'll, we can always find it
2: somewhere.
0: now. I'll, I'll, if I find it, I'll put it up on the on Twitter or something because it's no, uh, it's, it's just, quite yeah. quite a fun it's like, little it's it's a fun little jab at us. Um, aside from that, promos are kind of a mixed bag, and I wish Boucher Road would fucking give me Savage Trooper already. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with what I have to say. They,
2: they should print Go Eagle, just because it'd be funny to print it now. Yeah, why not?
1: Yeah. And I have to go back to finishing watching the Bermuda anime and taking notes and crap. Oh, this
2: I've is... already watched episode one. What do you think?
1: It's painfully mediocre, kind of boring, and I questioned why they had to introduce an entirely new cast of characters.
2: Hey, hey, man, oh, save, it for, save, medium. It, save it for the video.
0: Save it for the video.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we, at the preview. I hope. I certainly hope it gets better over the next couple episodes.
1: I mean, it'd be hilarious if they decided to just take a random turn and they have to go kill a demonic water dragon or something.
2: Yes, let's go.
0: <laughs> the Xeroth <laughs> Dragon That's of Distant uh, Seas. Whatever the Zeroth Dragon is. Megiddo. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that one. Except the Bermuda one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I still always wanted the Bermuda version of Mighty Do to just be the same dragon but with a bathing suit, and yet they didn't fulfill my wish. The same way that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not a shitty office comedy, but with Marvel stuff going on in the background. There are some things that I wish would happen that uh, don't. But uh, other than that, uh, thanks for listening to Nexus at Night. You can find us on Twitter at Nexus at Night. You can also find me at Atlas Novak. Find me at Wiggums, two
1: G's, two Z's. Find me at Plasma Eclipse to see random anime drawings no, that I will also retweet on the Nexus at Night Twitter.
0: Because, I mean, all, I mean, anime because, <laughs> because all three of us have access to this Twitter account, so hooray. Uh, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Rip Beer. And have a good night, everybody.